1: me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D. And five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink again that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance
2: Hey, Ralph, Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got, the, got a little intel. Your Saints happy hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the? Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Uh, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in a big trouble, pal. He's using shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious, got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time, is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good, appreciate it, do what you do, keep on keeping on. Shooter, out!
1: <laughs> all right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we are on Twitter Spaces. Join us every Wednesday night we're hanging out on Twitter spaces. We're having a blast. You can join us. We're gonna have a ton of people interact with us. You probably listen to it later on this one because this one we don't have as, as big a crowd as normal. but hey, you need to join us every Wednesday because free agency Andrew is only fourteen days away and tell the people what we're gonna do during Saints free agency with Twitter spaces. Tell you tell them the plan that we have for when the Saints make moves in free agency. Dur- Dur- for Twitter Spaces, tell the people the plan.
0: Well, it's, it, yeah, it's pretty simple. We're we're gonna go live. We're gonna go immediately. We're gonna tell you everything that you need to know about every single guy. I'm gonna watch the tape. I'm gonna study the tape. I'm gonna give you guys written content. We're gonna go live as soon as it happens, pretty much. So you're gonna want to be connected because we're gonna give you more content than yeah. you can stomach.
1: And you should be a patron because we're gonna just—it's gonna be a fire hose. And here's the thing. We'll get to it in a minute, but Andrew, if the Saints spend money recklessly in free agency, I'm gonna get banned from this app because I'm gonna be like Mel Gibson and Braveheart. I got names, I'm coming for the salary cap nerds. And you'll get other people, they'll give you like cold analysis, they'll tell you the X's and O's. We will just be a glass case of emotion. We will be cackling if the Saints make a big, a big splash signing. We are where you want to be, because it's going to be, it's going to be great. Uh, Andrew, tonight, I want to talk about this. You uh, have been breaking down the quarterbacks, and, and we got some people that I know uh, watch film. We got Kevin, and we got Butteridge in here tonight. We're going to get them. They're going to talk to us about it, too. But you've been breaking down the film, and you texted me the other day, and we, we were talking about it. You're concerned about Kenny Pickett. I did not realize he has tiny, tiny infant-sized hands.
0: Well, yeah, his his situation is one of the stranger things I've ever seen. So if you've paid attention to this with any kind of proximity, he went publicly and said that he was double-jointed. And that's a nomenclature incorrectness, or whatever you want to call it, first of all. Because... Uh, it's weird. Like, double-jointed means you actually have more dexterity. You have more flexibility, right, if you're double-jointed. He the, he has less flexibility. He, his issue is not being double-jointed. It's actually his thumb has less, flexi- less flexibility based on whatever issue that he has, right? So the, the thing that's weird is that when they measure your hand size, quote-unquote, it's really measured – when you stretch out your hand, and they measure it from the edge of your pinky to the edge of your thumb, if you're stretching it out completely, right? And so, Pickett is measuring really small, but it's not because his hand is necessarily small. It's because he can't stretch out his thumb fully. And so, that that's the caveat here is that I don't know how long his fingers are, how long, how big his hand actually is. And is it an issue of his thumbs flexibility or, and and so I know I'm getting super granular and weird here, but the reason that I'm getting like really detailed into this is the following. I have an eight and a half inch hand that that's how big my hand is. I can throw a college football. No problem. Tight spiral. I can throw it about 40 yards. You know, I, at this point in my life, I'm 41, I can throw it 40 yards. No problem. You give me an NFL ball with eight and a half hands. And then everyone calls Joe Burrow's hands small. His hands are nine inches. So they are five inches they're, they're, they're a half inch lo- bigger than mine. Right. And, or, you know, whatever. Anyway. So he, he obviously has had no problems this year in the league. My hands are the same size as Jeff Blake's. Jeff Blake and, and Michael Vick are the two pro quarterbacks that have been successful that have the smallest hands the league has ever seen. They're the same size as my hands. I'm telling you, when I try to throw an NFL football, I can't do it. Whoa. It's too big. It, it, it's, it's, it's longer in size. It's, it's wider in girth. And I can't really do it. Well, I can throw an NFL football maybe 15 yards with a good spiral at best. Well, here's the, and so Pickett's pick hand is eight and a quarter.
1: Well, here's here's my thing, and Andrew. You have like a, I think you have like a slight echo or something. But here's my thing: I don't eat the tape. I don't break it down. I, I'm not a huge draft film watcher, but I am a degenerate gambler. So here's my thing: when you tell me that dudes with eight and a half or smaller hands, you can only come up with two names of the last 30 plus years. That is a giant red flag. And I know people were in my mentions today. They're like, Joe Burrow had small hands. No, no. Joe Burrow had nine inch hands. Kenny Pickett is like, Dangerously low, like he's below whatever the line is for small hands. He's below it. He's like Stewie from the Family Guy size hands. It's
0: the best way, I, the best way I can put it is he's in the zero percentile.
1: <laughs> he's in the, That's he's, not a joke. I know you're I, laughing,
0: but like that. No, seriously, like is, the smallest hands ever that have worked are Vic and Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake, 8.5. He's 8.25. Oof. Eight and a quarter. So again, like the the caveat that I give is that normally you measure from pinky to thumb and his thumb is brought in because of injuries that he's had and some issues. And so his thumb like sinks into his hand further than it normally should. And And he has problems with his thumb stretching all the way out. And so maybe he can still grip the, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe the measurement isn't great, but maybe his hands big enough to compensate Mm -hmm. for it. So that that's what I don't know. But what I can tell you is, you know, what's interesting is you look at Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. They both have like 10, 10 inches and a quarter. hands. Like Brees and Wilson for as small as they are. Shams. Kyler Murray to some degree too. As small as they are, their hands are freaking, freakishly
1: enormous. That's right. And and, and listen, I I know people will say, oh, if he he turns out, they'll make fun of all my tweets about him having small hands. And it's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, if the Saints draft him and he's great, that's fine. I'm just saying, if I was gambling on him and he was, like, he's a long shot by whatever definition you want to do, uh, and if you want to join us, hit us up, we request to speak, and you can and join us. But it's a, it's a concern, Andrew. But on the flip side, I think we are trending into quarterback nightmare territory because Aaron Rodgers, he ain't getting traded. Russell Wilson, he ain't getting traded. Uh, David Carr, he's staying with Vegas. Uh, Deshaun Watson, his stuff isn't going to get settled until they think the draft. So, like, this... Oh, my God, we're going to have a bunch of big star quarterbacks move. No, we're not. Like, the quarterback market is going to be rough. And, you know, the when you combine that with a bad James draft, Winston,
0: it's, it's, it's If hard. I'm Jameis Winston's agent, <laughs> I am loving how everything's transpiring. Right <laughs>
1: loving it, yeah. I, it, it, Jameis, like, I, I think – I was a little – when I saw that the Colts were going to get rid of Carson Wentz, I was a little bit too exuberant. I was like, oh, my God, that, mean, that might mean Teddy Bridgewater gets like two years, 20, dollars. 20, that was a little crazy by my part. But I look at this market and I think Jameis Winston is going to get a really good deal. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo, if he gets cut, he will get a really good deal. Because teams will be like, I don't want – I'm not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo because he's injured right now. But if he gets cut, and you don't, all you have to do is give him a salary, I think teams like Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh would be all over Jimmy Garoppolo. And I like, and for the Saints, I wouldn't mind it either. But I, I mean, this this quarterback market, it's getting so desperate. Marty Guard Day was Mitchell Trubisky rehabilitation day. I saw Dan Orlosky tweeting he needs to start. Like, and when you're when you when you're talking about Mitchell Trubisky in a serious way. As a starting quarterback, you know the quarterback market is bad. It's getting dark. <laughs> Real dark. <laughs> I want, I want, um, I want Budridge to talk because Budridge, he eats the tape. He eats the tape like you. And like, can you what you've watched the picket, can you see it with his? Can you be like, ooh, I, I kind of see this? That's a, that, that looks like an issue with a small hand. Like that throw's not coming out good. Like, do you do you see it on tape or not really? Andrew.
0: Oh, I thought you were asking. Butters. No, I'm
1: waiting for Butters to come in, but, but he can, he can chime in too. But do you see it on tape? You're like, Oh, so small hands.
0: No. Uh, but again, it's college football. Yeah. The ball is, is completely different from an NFL ball. I, I go back to, yeah. I don't know if you remember Tony Sacco, the uh, Penn State, Tony Sacco, whatever his name was, the Penn State quarterback. Right. Yeah. And, and he was very good and he retired. Uh, Right after being drafted, he was in training camp with an NFL team, and it was like my hands are too small. I can't.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, That was in the '90s, but like Pickett is the smallest hand I've seen. So like you know, these people that are dismissive of it, like oh well, Joe Burrow had the same issue. Like no, no, he he had a nine-inch hand. Like this guy has an eight and a quarter. Like it's it's a big difference. And again, like I'm just telling you guys. I can throw a college ball no problem. I have eight and a half hands. My hands are bigger than Pickett's. I cannot throw an NFL ball. I can't do it. So, you know, there's all this talk about the gloves that he uses, and maybe that makes a difference. You know, I, I'm not in on the glove technology. I haven't tried to throw with it, but like, and, and I'm sure that he has, I know he has much better upper body strength and all that. So maybe, maybe that's all it takes to make a difference. But I can tell you from a grip standpoint, I have bigger hands than him. And, and I've tried a college football is no problem. And NFL ball is a huge problem.
1: Bud Rich, are you concerned? I know you eat the tape. Are you, are you concerned about the hands?
3: I mean, a little bit. I mean, I did find something interesting when looking uh, Apparently Michael Vick also had small hands. He had hand size of eight and a, of eight and a half.
1: Yeah. But Michael Vick was a freak of maybe the, biggest freak athlete yeah. that ever played quarterback. So
3: yeah, he had he had a cannon arm too. And I think the hand sizing kind of get a problem with ball security because, you know, when you have like the average hand size for for a quarterback is about nine and a half inches. And if you're somewhere close to that, you're you're fine. But uh it might, I think ball security might be a little issue. I mean, like, with the college football, it's a it's a little smaller and a little more compact. I mean I actually like the college football a college football more than the NFL because I think it just looks prettier when you throw a spiral <laughs> versus uh, versus an NFL ball. But it's going to—I think it's going to be in- interesting. You know, once he gets NFL, he holds an NFL ball, and you know he's trying to uh, get some of these throws in. I, the only thing I was kind of concerned with with Pickett is throwing towards the sidelines because sometimes it sails a little high on him. But I don't know if it's because of hand size or there's something else. With him mechan-
1: mechanically. Well, thanks, thanks for thanks for joining us, Budget. We uh we appreciate it. um Yeah, it, it, here's the thing, Andrew is it, quarterbacks. We'll get we'll get into it. But do you agree with me that like the market? I think it stinks. I think it even even stinks worse. It's going to be even harder than I imagined because. At the beginning of free agency or the beginning of offseason, I didn't think the Colts were going to eject on Carson Wentz. And you have an extra team now. And you have Brady retiring. Like, it, If you're looking for a quarterback, this might be one of the hardest years to find one, I think.
0: Well, I, I think the problem with quarterback this year is that we don't know the timeline. I think it's one thing when you have a bunch of guys hitting free agency or you have a bunch of guys on the free agent market and there's some urgency – to get to it prior to free agency or prior to the draft. But every guy's on a different timeline right now, right? And you don't know when someone might pull the trigger on a trade. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it makes it infinitely more difficult to decide when have we figured out quarterback. And and this is the thing that's so interesting. It's like you could go through free agency and then here you are on March 1st and a quarterback becomes available. And this is when you might have the opportunity to make your move. And I think that's what's most challenging about navigating all this.
1: Yeah. it's To me, it's going to be really interesting because you have not only – you always have teams looking for quarterbacks because there's not enough to go around. And teams that look for quarterbacks are usually bad. But this year, Andrew, I think you have a – it's, a, it's really strange in that you have Pittsburgh, the Saints, the Colts, Washington, uh, Tampa. Like, all those teams look at themselves and are like, I don't know, man. We're ready to a, win a, a, now.
0: Every year there, there are teams that qualify as that, though. Everyone always yeah. needs a quarterback.
1: Well, no, but they need a quarterback, but they they, they they don't have as many teams that are like, if we get a quarterback, we're ready to win now. Like, like Tampa, a, kind of I kind I, like, I
3: feel like there's like
0: seven teams or eight teams like that every year.
1: You disagree? Yeah, you're pro- Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. Maybe it's just I notice it more cuz the Saints are finally quarterback needy and we're 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 in quarterback poverty and I did, I didn't I didn't care about it before. <laughs> Now that, now that we're living in the quarterbackless world, I'm like, oh my god, it's poverty out yeah, here. Yeah,
0: when you had Drew Brees for 16 years, it was easy to ignore that. It was easy to say, <laughs> hey, look at all these idiots that keep talking about needing a quarterback. Isn't that cute? Until you need one, and you're like, yeah. Anyway,
1: and here's the thing that we—that I—it
0: sucks. We're we're in quarterback purgatory. Like even if you look at Jameis Winston, who. By all accounts, was exciting last year, and I'm hopeful that the Saints bring him back, and maybe he's the answer. Like, make no mistake, we are in quarterback purgatory.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing to me is like, uh, I, I, that's why I almost sort of lean towards drafting one because even if you sign Teddy or you sign Jameis to like a one year deal, it, it and great look they can play well, and that would be great. But like long term. Like, if the Saints go 10-7 and and Jameis is kind of like he was last year with the Saints where he's not – he doesn't turn the ball over, but everything else is eh. kind of – Can I
0: ask a question with no judgment? Either way with your answer, no judgment, right? Like, regardless of how you answer this. Ian Book, are you – I don't know. Actually, I'm going to make a statement before I ask the question. My statement is that, while I think he's a dud, it's really unfair to evaluate him based on that farcical start that he had with all, everything that you know, everything that was stacked against him. Right? He was forced to start yeah. in a Yeah. So anyway, have you concluded that the Saints should draft a quarterback? Ergo, Ian Book. And it's—I'm not even saying he can't be a starter it's like are, are you saying he can't even be a backup i think have you, seen, think it's have you really, included that
1: i think it's really close and here's why i don't blame him for the bad start and there was no way he was succeeding against miami no way but the the thing that led me to that decision is why i don't think he's ever going to amount to anything unfortunately is because in miami against miami he never showed me one time where I was like, oh, there you go. Like when he like, like if he would have scrambled around and got away from the defense or scrambled or scrambled around and made like a really nice throw, you'd be like, oh, yeah. there it is. You'd be like, there it is. I see I see it. And I, Taysom
0: I, Hill, Taysom Hill is as bad of a quarterback as he is. He he shows you that.
1: All the time. You're like, yeah. you like, there you go. That's that's why Sean Payton. Would gush about him to Troy Aikman. I see it. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he can do it consistently, but I see it. I never saw yeah. it one time for me in that game, and that's the thing. Like I, I just I'm think. I just think the Saints looked at him and they're like, he had all the intangible things that Sean Payton loved. He started multiple years. He won a bunch of games. In played for Notre Dame. Like he had all of that, and I think the Saints like they fell in love with that, and they were like. He has all that, and his physical skills—they'll be good enough. We'll, We'll we'll make it work, and and we can we can we don't have to play him right away. So we can get him up to speed. And I just think his physical skills, like whatever the line is at quarterback, like he doesn't have he doesn't he doesn't have like you don't have to have a big arm to play in the NFL now. You don't have to be, but but you have to do at least one physical thing well. Like Drew Brees was ridiculously accurate and way more mobile than you thought in the pocket. Like those were elite physical traits that he had. Ian Book, I look at him, I'm like, I don't see anything. And and listen, it doesn't matter when when you need a quarterback. I'm all for getting trying and drafting him, pulling buying lottery tickets. Like I, I don't blame it. It's a fourth round pick, man. Rick Leonard was a fourth round pick. Who cares? Like you took a shot. Yeah. You took a shot. It didn't work. Like, and maybe look, maybe he'll maybe he'll get better this year, and it'll be. I'll, I'll be wrong. I don't care. But like. I just look. look,
0: Tonight is a great night in Louisiana sports, at least in terms of basketball. The Pelicans housed the Kings. Pelicans are good. Uh, Yeah, it's you know CJ McCollum was a nice pickup. So (laughs) uh, good news there. And then I'm watching LSU basketball right now. Look, a lot can change between now and the end of the game. But right now, we got about 17 minutes left. LSU is beating number 14 Arkansas on the road, 42 to 35.
1: LSU, they are gonna go far in the tournament because I just think they are a weird team and they play they can play fantastic defense when they lock in and they're gonna just be a nasty out for some team that's seated higher than them. I think I think LSU I think LSU's gonna get they're gonna be a sweet 16 team. They're uh they're just they're I think uh, from your lib, from your I lips love to guys. LSU LSU basketball is my first I love the Saints the most. But LSU basketball is kind of my first love because they were the first sports team that I ever rooted for that ever won anything. So, like, I have this attachment to LSU basketball that might even in a weird way be stronger than LSU football because I'm Dale Brown, I'm Ricky Blanton, I'm Chris – like, Chris Jackson, Shaq, all, like, all of it. Like, it just – like, it, it's my childhood and it's nostalgia. Um Andrew, before you joined us, when we were doing a little bit of pre-shows, we were waiting for waiting waiting for you to get hooked up. I was saying I was ranting against Charles Robinson of Yahoo. I actually tweeted at him. I wanted him to join us tonight. If, if Charles, if you're if you're in the room and I don't see you, request to speak. Uh, but he was on the Robert May's podcast, and he was like, Sean Payton quit the Saints because he knows the iceberg is coming, and he got out a year early. And I just was yelling in my car in Houston traffic, Andrew. I'm just – these NFL people that don't understand the salary cap. The Saints are $34 million under the cap, and but they're really not because they're going to redo Lattimore. That's going to create, what, $15 million of space. They can cut Roby. That's going to create $10 million. Space. So they're $9 million over. They can cut Malcolm Jenkins or just force him to do a redo maybe and get there. They can do a couple other things, get to 20, $25 million of cap space. Like – these NFL people that are supposedly educated, plugged-in writers, like not knowing drives me nuts. But that aside, Andrew, if you want to talk about that, that's cool. But Allen Robinson, the Bears, aren't going to tag him probably, and he's going to walk. If the Saints go get a big dog receiver, is he one that you would want? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would there be anybody else I mean, that you would be like? I want him. If the Saints are going to pay fifteen million for a receiver, go get this guy instead. I mean, like,
0: um, I, mean, I don't know. There's a ton of guys. I there's a look like,
1: the receiver I, free agents wait, are when, deep.
0: When you consider that, when you consider that Kenny Stills, is not
1: free receiver,
0: <laughs> like, there's no name that you could throw out there where I would turn my nose. None.
1: I feel like that at tight end. Like
0: I mean, dude, it's like it's like driving a Hyundai and you telling me it's like driving a, a Subaru Outback and you telling me, hey, would you want a Porsche or like uh, a Tesla or, <laughs> or or would you be more comfortable with a Mercedes? Like the answer you, is yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, would you prefer a luxury car or the dog shit Jeep? <laughs> Of 100 miles that you have on this automobile that you've been driving for the last five years, the last 15 years, right? So that's where I feel like the Saints are at receiver. There is no receiver like this is how bad it is at Saints receiver. I saw today. That Andy Isabella had requested a trade from the Cardinals, <laughs> and I didn't want to puke at the idea. People of in the Discord. By game.
1: the way, you should you should become a patron to get in the Discord. People in the Discord for Saints Happy Hour were lusting for Andy Isabella. I barely remember he existed, and people were like, "I think he can catch forty five balls in the Saints offense." And I, <laughs> I didn't even know.
0: He, I didn't even know he existed prior to seeing the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all
1: in, Kevin. He's with it. Kevin's.
0: I don't even know who he is. And I want Ralph. I and I want
1: him. He's like, is he not Kenny Stills? Yes, bring him yeah. in, <laughs> Kevin.
2: I, well, he might be Kenny Stills. He might
1: be. He might but be the a, white. He's
2: a small. Yeah, he's a small speedster. That, Kenny that, Stills, that really but he might not a be all Here's, here's, uh, well,
1: here's, my, here's my question to you, Kevin, and I want other people to, to, to request to speak and answer it as well. Put, a, put, put aside keeping Teron Armstead and, and keeping Marcus Wynn. We, we hope the Saints do that. But what is a move that when free agency starts, I think it starts March 16th, I think it starts at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. What's a move that... If the Saints did it like the first 30 minutes of free agency, they signed a dude that would get you banned from Twitter because you would lose your mind and just start yelling obscenities at the cap nerds and you might get fired from your job because you're just ridiculously happy. Kevin, are you there?
0: Yeah, Kevin, you're going to have to start with the unmuting yourself thing. For start, okay,
2: yeah, I, I totally totally muted myself. I mean, age of of uh, Zoom and whatnot, and I'm still pulling that off. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, uh, yeah, it was it would be basically any type of receiver or tight end that would be a good complement to.
1: Oh, I think he muted himself again, Andrew. He...
0: To Michael Thomas, did he not want to say Michael Thomas out loud? <laughs> Was that was that like kind of the thing where he was like he didn't want to
1: jinx it? I think I think Mike I think if if, I think if they signed Mike Williams from the Chargers, I might spontaneously combust from happy. He's a good. He's a good player. He's good, but like I mean, it would be it would be in the four it would be in the four years like seventy five to eighty five million dollar range. Like it would it would the cap nerds would lose their minds.
2: But he would be a perfect complement to to our offense. I mean, and that's the kind of player that would get me really excited. Like, I mean, you you need two targets to go downfield and a running back at the at the very minimum. Yeah, and we could go go away from that with Sean Payton, but Sean Payton's not there anymore. We can't we can't go with. A wide receiver, a running back, and then whatever we can find is another option, and then have a quarterback that can make six dudes look like number twos. Like we don't, we're not in that reality anymore. We have to do at least the bare minimum of a the Kansas City offense where you have a bunch of Kelsey dudes. and Hill. I mean, we already have Mike Thomas, which is different than Hill, but we need somebody else in until their offense get kicked and they needed a running back like they needed Hunt or they needed uh Clyde or, yep. or uh, I forgot Williams. But but like we have we have uh Camara. But that's the bare minimum for a functioning offense right now is two downfield targets and a running back that can catch and
3: yeah,
0: yeah. We yeah. don't Kevin have. Makes,
2: that. Kevin we makes a that. good point, and, and, and I I actually
0: think it's exacerbated without Sean Payton. When you look at this office, yeah. when you look at the personnel, you need more playmakers without Sean Payton, not less. Yeah.
1: Thanks for joining us, Kevin. I appreciate it as always. Here here's a, a question that we were kicking around in Discord today, Andrew, and I want your thoughts on it. And this is and Grant, we're gonna get to you in just a second. Uh I was thinking about the Saints' free agency and. and the more i think about it and armstead he really has the saints by the balls cuz if he walks it's a 13 million dollar cap hit immediately so like if the saints right. so like if the Sa-
0: he's more expensive to the team
1: often yeah. than on it so like so like the saints literally if they don't get if they don't get him extended they have to be at least $13 million under the cap at the deadline because the minute free agency starts, the dead hit takes effect. So, like, I feel like maybe even more so than Marcus Williams, like, they have to get Teron Armstead done. Like, they just do, and and it just comes down – like. Short of him being like, "I want six years, one hundred fifty million dollars," like short of him being incredibly unreasonable, I think that's going to get done, man. It, it has to. It just it has to get done.
0: Yeah, honestly, even at six years, one hundred fifty, like I, I don't think there is any price <laughs> that he throws out there where you are like, "No, it's too much."
1: No, it. it
0: I mean, you, you're going to have to pay the dead money eventually. So that that's the thing about his dead money, right? Like it, it, it's going to come to roost. But you stomach that in a year where you don't think you can compete, A, and B, you have enough space that you're like, okay, we can absorb that. Yeah. In
1: 2024, you not, when you have 130 million yeah, in space. Yeah.
0: 2022, when you're 75 million over the cap and. you you just went nine and eight and you have a chance to win the division this year. That's not the year to do it. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, I don't see a scenario where the saints shouldn't do everything they can to try to retain Armstead. It it makes no sense to me to let them, you know, none. And,
1: and and here's another thing about free agency that, you know, some people get in that There's the cap's going to explode, but, and I think it was Kevin that made this point. He might have made it. it maybe him, but somebody else too, maybe, is if you spend – because the cap always goes up, your money is going to be worth less. So you want to – like if you sign a guy now, in two years, the contract that feels like you overpaid now, if he's really good, in two years it won't feel like an overpay. So you're better off spending it now – than in two years when instead of a 50 catch tight end now will cost you 7 million in two years when the cap is 250 million a, a 50 catch tight end might cost you 10 you know and, it, and if you
0: yeah but i mean the cap is also bigger so it does it really make a difference <laughs> i don't I, like you, you, i hear what you're saying but like i i don't think that's substantially different i i I really think it's the skill positions that you have to worry about Mm -hmm. like it's pass rush or it's elite corner it's quarterback it's uh elite pass catcher it's left tackle Mm -hmm. those are the those are the positions that become more expensive with time and if you can find cheap guys maybe rookies but i'm just saying like if you can find guys like davenport or uh Guys are, I mean, Mahomes before his rookie deal expired. Like if if you, or receivers that are elite, you know, before their second contract, like those are the guys that I think move the biggest needle in terms of your ability to have success. Yeah. The other, the other positions, safety linebacker running back, those are always going tight end. Those are always going to be relatively affordable.
1: Yeah. Grant, what he's been waiting a while. Grant, What's the one move the Saints could make at the beginning of free agency that would have you euphoric?
4: Well, I had two... I had two... Well, I have one question I want to ask, and then I'll, I have a player. And Well, I mean, if we signed Mike Jacecki... I think it's Jacecki <laughs> from Miami. I mean, I would just... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just been a, such a desperate need for the past few years to have. And if you go back and watch... You would,
0: Grant, would you blow your load? <laughs>
4: oh, <laughs> Some of our, if you go back and watch like any old, any of our old, you know, tape film, whatever, I mean, like you see any of our old highlights, not like a tape eater, but you see any of our old highlights and you just see like the dynamic tight end and how much it matters in this offense. I do feel like, like we need that desperately. But one of the questions I did want to ask just to get both of your opinions on, I apologize if he's been talked about already in the past, but I have, you know, I have seen Matt Corral showing up on like no. mock drafts, you know, I, do either of you guys have any thoughts? Andrew, on that? Andrew I, does. Go ahead, Andrew.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not a big fan Grant, honestly. Um, two things. Number one, he got injured in in his bowl game. And uh, that, I mean, look, I, NFL football players get injured. That That's a given, but I think he's kind of, Literally limping into this process, which is not ideal. Uh, but but secondly, when I look at all these quarterbacks and I look at Carson Strong, a guy I like a lot. Uh, he was at Nevada. Really didn't have a good system. Didn't I mean he actually did have a great receiver, but he, you know, he didn't have a great line. It, it was just it was weird for him, and he excelled. That's impressive to me. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he was at Pitt. He AB as a Heisman Trophy candidate, looked amazing, uh, didn't have a great system around him, but but showcased his talent. Uh you look at some of these other quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. I mean, tore it up, looked amazing. He's the
1: flavor of the week, he, too. Him. Him and
0: he, he is the flavor of the week. But you look at Corral, and to me, the big thing with him is His coach is and has always been an offensive guru. And you look at that offense, it was so scripted. It was one read. It was a pump fake. It was a play action Mm -hmm. and a pump fake and then throw a bomb to the double move guy. And how many times did Ole Miss score a ton of points based on that play alone? You know, it was all scripted. And it was just go here. And I will say he was good at the zone read stuff. He was good at making plays with his legs, but I look at a guy like Willis at Liberty and I see his speed and his ability to, to extend plays. And I'm like, that works in the NFL. Like he, he might not have the accuracy. He might not have the ability to throw the ball, but I know he can beat Marcus Davenport. Let's say who's the f- most freakish of defensive ends. I can think of off the top of my head. I look at Willis and I'm like, yeah, he can beat Davenport or across the edge. When I look at Corral and all the plays that he makes with his feet at Ole Miss, he can't beat Davenport across the edge. And there's other guys in the NFL that have the same, you know, excellence in terms of physical skills and uh, lateral ability. And I'm, I'm just looking at that, and I'm like, Corral can't beat that guy off the edge. So if he can't make those plays in the NFL, what does he really have? So. Corral, like on a list of quarterbacks this year that I think is, it, I believe it's kind of a down year. I'm not as into the quarterbacks this year as I've been in years past. To me, Corral, and and I'll add Sam Howell from UNC on this list, like those guys are untouchable to me.
4: Yeah. I,
0: like fifth round, sure, I, I would take
4: that. I would yeah, not no, draft I, those guys thanks for letting me uh, chime in and uh love the show keep up the good work guys i um you know i mean i'm someone that doesn't you know really know the x's and o's really well that was a question i just really wanted to ask because i know you guys kind of follow it a little closer and well andrew um, could give does. A- andrew does he eats, andrew he, well he eats, i know andrew, he, 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 and i know he. he eats i kid. knew he could give like yeah you know a good break he's, from that. So he's thanks watching
1: thanks grant he's watching he, he, andrew's watching all of it um
0: but you know, what's interesting is I go on a lot of radio shows and Sean Fox of ESPN Radio in Monroe is a huge Matt Corral guy. Huge. And I, I, I've talked to, you You guys know, I've we've had Randy Mueller on the mm-hmm. podcast and I've, I've, I've texted him my name, name drop. I'm like, am I crazy? Yeah, just name drop. But I'm like, I, I've asked Randy, like, am I crazy here? Are you, are you on board with me? And he's like, Andrew, you're 100% right. So like, I feel like I have put my thoughts out there and then I've like texted people and been like, what, how do you feel about this? And I've had guys corroborate what I've said, but there's people out there that I respect that know football that are all in on corral. So I'm just telling you, I don't see it personally, but, and so then I don't know, like, is it, just that he went to Ole Miss and they like Ole Miss and he put up a bunch of stats and they're just not watching the tape and they're just being obnoxious or is like look I'm not a scout for an NFL team is there something I'm not seeing I don't know
1: tons of people take a multivitamin Me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focus and aging it's lifestyle friendly adopting to a wide range of diets it contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no chemicals or artificial anything plus it costs less than three dollars a day it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially during cold and flu season it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's Athletic greens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance thanks for listening to saint's happy hour we are a family here you know what families do they support each other and if you aren't a patron we need your support all the great content you consume for free takes time time and money if you love the show and listen regularly please become a patron we need you supporting saints happy hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day that's what the saints should have paid kenny stills so please go to patreon slash saints happy hour and support the show today ritter from cincinnati he, uh mina kines loves him and but i feel like the momentum is back to where you know a couple weeks ago people were like oh there might be three or four quarterbacks taking this draft." it's not nearly as bad as people said i feel like it's circled all the way back and now people are like yeah <laughs> this draft is pretty well, Will, awful."
0: willis is that willis is the interesting one to me because i feel like M- mina Kimes is a perfect example of someone who's gushing over his talent but like everyone is acknowledging, yeah, he can't. Here's the in year one. here's
1: the thing with Willis. If Sean Payton was still here, and the Saints, whether they moved up or they took him at 18, and Sean Payton got in the press conference after the draft, you know, whenever they make the first round pick, the, the coach Nicky Loomis and he come out and he said, "Listen, we love Willis. We love his traits. It's going to take time, but he is going to be our quarterback." For a long time. I believe in it. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna make it work. He's got leadership skills. It'll be fine. Like if we had Sean Payton, I'd be like, I trust Sean Payton. We're doing this.
2: Willis, it is. But without Sean Payton, I look at Willis and I'm like, I don't know. Like, nah, you know, give me, give me, give me small hands, pick it instead. He looks like a more ready, ready
1: product, you know? That's just, that's just how I, that's just how I think. Maybe it's, maybe it's the right or wrong way. I just feel like Willis is one of those guys where he is not going like like the Joe Burrows are rare. Like he dragged Cincinnati to the freaking Super Bowl in year two. So like,
0: oh look, uh, hold on, no one in this class is Joe Burrow.
1: No, but what I'm saying is Joe Burrow is a guy. Not he can tra- Burrow. Joe Burrow is a guy who can transcend the culture. Willis is a guy. If he goes to the yeah. wrong team, he will be in the XFL in two in three years. Like
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure there is one team that can make Willis good, but I know
1: <laughs> I that's know that's about at
0: least there's at least sixteen that can make him horrible. Oh my god, yes.
1: I mean, look at the the Jaguars, they were they might be on the road to turning Trevor Lawrence into Archie Manning 2.0. So like you know situ- yeah. situation matters um what to you what is going to be a telltale sign before free agency starts that you'll see something and you will go oh my god teams are about to get stupid with these quarterback free agents what's it what's a what's a sign that you you know me I'm always looking for signs What's a sign? I don't, I
0: don't know, dude. I That's already a given, Ralph.
1: You think so?
0: The cap, yes. The cap is going to be $250 million. Like, what more needs to be said? Like, two years from now, and, like, we're talking about how the Saints are going to have all this space. Every, everyone's going to have a lot more space than the Saints, FYI. Like, a, a, as much as we like to talk about how yeah. Mickey Loomis navigates the cap. And and how much you know the Saints are up against it, and we're like, Oh, it's overblown. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out. Like all, all these teams, they don't have cap problems. Yeah, but and they do. You know what, you know when they're not gonna have cap problems in two years when the cap is two fifty. Well, the,
1: the only thing I will say to that that I that and I believe this that the Saints have an advantage is most owners are not willing to cut the checks like Gail Benson. And because because listen, the Saints, they've already committed like thirty, thirty plus million dollars of sign in bonus money to get the cap from 70 to 34. They're gonna commit another 30 plus to get to to get to cap compliant. And if they add free agents and sign Armstead and Marcus Williams, you're talking a hundred, hundred and fifty million in bonuses committed very, very soon, right? I think that does give the Saints an advantage over some teams like Buffalo, like these other teams that aren't going to spend huge amounts of cash out the door. Um, how much of an advantage? We'll see. Uh, but I really I, I, I see a world, Andrew, that is my dream come true where the Saints get to 20 million dollars under the cap and they're going hard out of the gate like they they maybe they, oh
0: oh it's it i i think that's legit happening all right who, who else wants to speak here we, we need steven juge I, I see you're in the chat i see yeah i see we've got some other guys who, who else
1: uh, who else wants to chat
0: which you what, yeah what you guys
3: got
1: yeah because yeah. I, because I, you know me i lo- i love the trade i love the transaction uh, one of my favorite days for the Saints was in 2017. Obviously, you remember what was the guard that they were trying to get? Oh, Ziegler. Remember, they needed a guard. And it was like, yes. and it was like, this. it was like the Saints and the Browns were trying to get Kevin Ziegler. And it was down to the wire. And then it's like, he picked Ziegler, the Ziegler picked the Browns because they offered him the most money. And literally, like 10 minutes later, The Saints had Larry Warford. It was a freaking amazing. I love it. Like, the Saints, like, that's the thing to remember. Like, when you are watching free agency, just a tip. Like, if you see in free agency that the Saints are in, say they're in on Allen Robinson for the Bears, right? And it ends up that he goes to, I'm just picking it. He goes to the Raiders or he goes to wherever. And it's like it was down it was down to the Cle- Cleveland and the Saints and Allen Robinson picked Cleveland. You can bet your ass that the Saints will just go down their list and say, "Who's next at receiver?" Because th- th- then you know that they have clearly decided we need a receiver. We wanted a top guy. The top guy said no. Who's next on the list? So that's just something to something to watch in free agency. If the Saints are chasing Gasecki at tight end and they don't get him, go down the list. They're gonna hit the next guy or go or whatever. Because that's how the Saints operate. They, they're not gonna be like, oh, we didn't get this receiver up. I guess we don't feel that need. I guess we'll wait till the draft. No. So that's just a little thing. That's just a little, I don't know how you describe it, like how to watch free agency when it's and on a time.
0: lot of times the, I, and here's the best part. A lot of times, the guys they want
1: That's
5: right.
0: end up end up being terrible, yeah. but they don't get them, and then the, the the second guy that they get, which is kind of the guy they reluctantly accept, ends up being way better than the Mickey guy Loomis's.
1: They Mickey Loomis's superpower is he's he all the moves he wants to make that are terrible, he's not able to do them. And listen, like Ziegler ended up being good for the Browns and the Giants, but like they got Warford who was really solid for two years and he cost like a third of the price. Right. So, yeah. So it, it was good. Like Warfare, we kind of make, you know, that people look at back and they're like, ah, he wasn't that good. He was good business. Like he was a guard, and I think it was like, they paid like eight, like it was like four years, like $36 million. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like Ben Grubbs in the
0: sense that like good acquisition. Didn't last a long time, but you know, you compare it to what they could have had and no
1: no no worries. Yeah, and that's a thing. That's a thing. Ben Grubbs is a good example where they, they offered Carl Nix. They went to the limit. They're like, Do you want this deal? Carl Nix said no. So they're like, Okay. And they gave it to Ben Grubbs. See, yeah. I think that's yeah. a thing where we could see it at safety, where like maybe the Saints don't tag Marcus Williams and they're like, Okay, Marcus Williams, you're going you went to Detroit for five years. Ninety eight million. Okay. We're getting Justin Reed for the, we're getting Justin. Man,
0: I, man, I would be so stunned by that.
1: What if
0: I I just, I, I can't get over the hump of Dennis Allen got this job. That's right. And succeeded in transforming the saints defense. Now I'm not going to say because of Marcus Williams, but but I'm going to say Marcus Williams was a major reason. And for him to say, eh, "Let him walk. We'll get the next guy." To me, that is completely counterintuitive to how he got the job. Do you think? With. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Well,
1: the well, the thing is, though, I just think, <clears throat> I just think, if Marcus Williams, if he isn't done, if he isn't done before March 16th, and he isn't tagged, he's leaving.
0: I just feel like it's kind of like let let's say Saints Happy Hour I, I, out of nowhere, Ralph. And, and you as the host, <laughs> like you get invited on some NFL Network as the as the Saints rep, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's like you know, of course you're gonna bring Andrew along because he's been yeah, your, that's right. You're you're Robin, you're Batman, and he's been your Robin the whole time. But you're just like eh, I don't really need Dave. Dave, (laughs) That's right. I've been annoying. He's been this guy that I kind (laughs) of like. No,
1: you got to bring Dave. A little
0: obnoxious. Yeah. You know what? I can make it without Dave. And so you kind of kick Dave to the curb. And that's what this feels like. It's not like, it's not like Marcus Williams is your juge, but he might be your Dave Carey. Uh, Kevin
1: somewhere, his ears are burning. He's like, what
0: about me? Got to bring everybody. Uh, Ke- Kevin's like quan
1: else Al- okay Kevin, right. is Kevin even here tonight yeah. um yeah
0: <laughs> but there's
1: a Pete
0: Werner
1: Kevin might
0: actually be a replaceable count. Kind
1: of it's thing. it's interesting it, it, it's 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 fascinating because you made the case for Marcus Williams we made the case earlier that Teron T- Armstead kind of has him by the balls uh so they have a lot of stuff in free agency but I, I just I, I i want to dunk on the cap nerds so badly because last year it worked out and the saints they you know they 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 had to get rid of jackrabbit but they got unvaccinated corner a and he worked out fine and they traded for uh, it was a great yeah uh, it was a great trade-off it was a, it was a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, it worked out great, but they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They really needed a receiver. So the cap nerds kind of, they kind of won because the Saints, they had $100 million and they didn't fall off a cliff. Uh, they went 9-8 and, and they almost made the playoffs, right? But this year, I think there's real potential to dunk all over them. Like we kind of dunked on them when the Saints franchise Marcus Williams were like, ha, <laughs> they were $100 million over and they franchise Marcus Williams. Aren't you surprised? Like that would be fun. But sign in Mike Williams, sign in Alan Robinson, sign in DJ Chark, like those, those moves would be like a Zion Williams, Zion Williamson's thunder dunk. So that's what I want. I, I just I I I love dunking on the cat nerds almost as much as like a regular
0: uh, Yeah, I hear all that, but I gotta say, no bigger middle finger to cat nerds than when you're this high over the cap and you franchise tag a dude, <laughs> There's some, there's some statement that you make there. <laughs> like in, it's one thing when you like, uh, see, it's like you unload a bunch of your own dudes. And I feel like it, that that's an easy grapefruit for the, for the cat nerds to be like, yeah, see, I told you so. See, you lost that guy. He was important to your team. But when you tag a guy, it's like it, it's like that one-year deal that costs an insane amount of money, and for it's almost like you have you have to have tons of space to make it work. So when you have no space and you do it anyway, I, to me, that is the most insulting thing you could ever do to a cat.
1: <laughs> Andrew, and that
0: and that's why I loved Marcus Williams. That's right. Franchise tag last year when the Saints were 100 million dollars I mean,
1: over. Andrew Brandt will lose his. A- Andrew Brandt, he he just. It's like uh, I, not to not to go all politics, but it is kind of like Republican Democrat. There's just things that they philosophically disagree on politically, right? And they're never they're never going to come to an agreement. Andrew Brandt is like that with cash over. They call it cash over cap. Like he just. Doesn't believe in it philosophically, and he low key hates the Saints. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: but so but, and so here's the thing, Ralph. It's not that it's fiscally responsible. It's not that I want the Saints saddled with another one year franchise tag deal with Marcus Williams. I'd rather the long term deal, right? Where where mm-hmm. it's more it's more affordable. This season, it gives them more flexibility. This season, so I, I would prefer that. But I'm not going to lie. There's a big part of me that would love for them to franchise tag them again, <laughs> just just for the outrage.
3: <laughs>
1: Extend, Tehran Arm said, franchise Marcus Williams. Go, yeah, go like, sign, like, yeah, go like, sign Allen Robinson or Gusecki. Like there's
0: a small <laughs> part of me, Ralph. That wishes the Saints cap situation was worse so they could so they could franchise tag him and it would be more insulting to the them
2: when was
1: the last time when was the maybe somebody that has a, a tremendous amount of knows it is when was the last time the Saints went into free agency with like 40 million dollars of space is it has it ever happened like maybe the first couple of years with Breeze Like I can't remember the like where we were like they
2: got fifty million
1: dollars of space. It's gonna be wild. Like I can't I can't remember that ever really. Maybe two thousand. I mean
0: honestly, like the times they've had space, like we were like, "Eh, Tom Benson's the owner. Yeah, and you never really thought they were gonna spend that much. That's right. You know. Yeah, I think. Um, but but I I mean the year that they binged on linebackers. Oh yeah, Hawthorne, Chamberlain, and Lofton. I mean they they kind of went nuts.
1: They did. And they re-signed. They re- they 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 extended. They did Drew last, and they did Colst They did Colston right before the window started. That was fun. That would be fun. Like, it would be fun if they binged on tight end. Like, like if they if we're like, you know, we go into it, we're like, man, if they could get Gasecki or Njoku or you know, uh, Kyle Rudolph, get one of those guys, and they get like two of them. <laughs> we're like oh tight well,
0: tight so, Okay fixed. so that's a good that's a good question If they could binge on a position what position would you want them to
1: binge on Ooh, It's hard because it, they get
0: they get they get I'm I, I'm going to just say this right now like I don't I can't I won't promise you that any of the dudes will be good
1: <laughs> But what I can
0: promise you is that they will binge on a position They will get 3 dudes
1: 3 See I want to say receiver, but you got Michael Thomas. And if you think they, they're feeling really good about Michael Thomas, they're confident that he's on the right path. So if you got him, I want to say, I'm going to steal this from Kevin Sims, who was talking to us earlier. I think it's tight end because I'm I really worry that Troutman is just trash. So like if you could get me Gasecki and Njoku and Rand and like binge at tight end, and then and then you could have you could go two tight ends, Camara, You draft a running back. You could do some fun stuff there, right? Uh, I think it might be. T- I think I think I might want him to binge a tight end.
0: Well, I'm just glad my dad finally developed the balls. Yeah, so. go
1: ahead, Mr. Juge. What you got for us?
5: You got to you got to
1: unmute yourself.
5: That's a that's a key component. Hey, hey, guys. Okay, All right. I got it. Hey, listen, I I, I have confidence in the in the in the front office and in the in the coaching staff. You know, a lot of these guys have been together for a long time. You know, Sean Payton wasn't the only guy, you know, evaluating talent. I think I think I think we'll have a good you know, we have a good core. You know, we got this winning culture with a good core of folks who know how to evaluate talent. I mean, I'm laughing about about baby hands picking because <laughs> boy, I I remember I remember distinctly in 2019 people saying Joe Burrow's hands were
1: too Yeah, but nine, I mean, Mr. Juge, the difference with I feel like the difference between nine and the rumor is he's going to measure it less than eight and a half. I feel like that's a oh, big deal. Uh,
5: per, per, you know, maybe it is. But, but look, folks will evaluate that in the combine. I think. You know, I think the draft, you know, where, where players are in the draft order is going to bounce around because there's no sort of predominant quarterback, you know, that stuff can bounce around. I have confidence in our folks to make choices. I think when it comes to some of our, you know, outstanding players on defense, especially you know Williams, whatever, yeah. I, I think, I think they're going to make the right moves to, to, to take care of people who have taken care of us, you know, and made us winners you know, especially on the defense. I think, I think Loomis has got, you know, great ideas about trying to win now and, you know, building for the future. So, you know, he's not going to make funny moves for cap space just to create cap space. He's going to do it when he needs to, to get people. And so I I think that when free agency comes along and we see how things shake out, I I think we're going to be very, very competitive. I think somehow a good receiver, either in the draft or free agency will shake out. And and I'm I'm just I'm 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 positive that we're a good place to come. Yeah. So th- those are my thoughts. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Mr. juju Andrew. I, I think the the key thing too for, for for free agency is Washington and Carolina. Those are two quarterback needy teams that are ahead of the Saints. I think if if like Washington would say trade for Deshaun Watson and Carolina would get Garoppolo, then I would feel like there's a good chance. The Saints are going to have their pick of quarterbacks at eighteen, you know. So, so that's one thing that it it's going to have to play out. Uh, but I I love it. We, we got one more person. Then we got to get out of we got to get out of here pretty soon. Bergenstein, what you got for us? What's your what's your move that you want the Saints to do when free agency starts? That'll just have you drink. They'll have you day drinking March sixteenth from the excitement honestly <clears throat> honestly I would say like uh definitely like
5: I, I would be hyped with a good tight end yeah, like, I like it. and and joku or something like that but then I, I was thinking like if we get like a Joku or something like that
1: it's like what would happen like what like what you guys like? I was thinking like this: what got what you you guys would think like if we got like a end joke or like? Do you think that like they move Juwan Johnson to like try to play wide receiver mm. again or something like that? Like I, I, because I I gave that a thought because didn't he play wide receiver? He did. I, I just think, uh, Bergenstein. I think if they just if they had a tight end or two, I just think. Juwan Johnson's roster spot gets perilous. Like I don't think I don't think like they're not going to be like moving him around. I just think it just gets really hard for him to make the roster if they had a bunch of tight ends. True, <laughs> true. You know, um, but I, I think the more the more I think about it, and Bergenson, thanks for joining us. The more I think about it, Andrew as we've gone through this podcast, I really think tight end is the, is the place right because at other positions you could say we got Michael Thomas quarterback's sort of different. We got to figure that out. But tight end, tight end, and maybe interior of the line is like where spots where, like, the Saints are like, we have to freaking fill these holes in free agency. I, I, think, the, I think the more I think about it, tight end and, and guard are the two spots. And, like, they're going to do something in free agency.
0: Well, they they, they have to improve situationally. And so here's where it gets interesting. I mean, you talk about Michael – you talk about, sorry, Jawan Johnson. Right, and he's a perfect example of a tight end. He, he's not a blocker, he's a receiving tight end. Mike Gesicki, a lot of people talk about hey, we, we want to acquire him, we want him to be the tight end for the Saints. He's not a blocker, he is a receiving tight end. Period. End of story. He is Jimmy Graham light. He is not as good a receiver, but he's close. You know, that, that, that's kind of what he mm-hmm. is. And blocking wise, it's kind of the same yeah. deal, right? So when he's on the field, other teams know you're not running the football. And if you do, it's not going very well <laughs> if he's if, if right. on the field. And so like, that's where, that's where it's going to be interesting. Like Sean Payton did not like having guys like that because Sean Payton, well, first of all, he loved to situate, he loved to substitute you to death, right? To make it awkward. But he loved versatile guys that gave him the flexibility to give him a play call where down and distance didn't matter, right? And so, as much as some of us hate Troutman, as bad as some of us hate Nick Vanette, those guys are versatile players. Yeah, Like, you can call a run on first and 10, you can call play action on second and two, and the personnel is not a tell if they're on the field and they can run the routes. They can, they can block for you. Get sicky. You know, it's a pass. Yeah. I, you know, and so that, that's where it's it that, that's where like Juwan Johnson, as much as saints fans like foam out the mouth for him, like he's on the field, it's a pass.
1: Yeah. And, and, but you know, Patriots did it last year. They signed Smith and they signed, um, I can't remember the tight end from San Diego. But they signed two of them, and they spent like $100 million. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah. They yeah. signed them both. It was like almost $100 million between them. And yeah, uh, they were both huge Yeah, they were. <laughs> Matt Jones. Patriots never won a game where they, their defense gave up more than 17 points. Like, just brutal. Just brutal. I mean, I I, I like Matt Jones. I think he'll be okay. Do we have the angry who yeah, No, No, no. Angry Ocho. angry Ocho. Angry Ocho. Uh, what you got? You're you're gonna be the final. What's a free agent move that's gonna would get you incredibly pumped? Don't forget to uh, unmute yourself. Yeah, don't forget to unmute yourself. Go ahead, Andrew. I, I I appreciate
0: it. It's it's really simple for me. I'm I'm the same as you, Ralph. I'm in it for the jokes. That's right. I'm in it for the memes. <laughs> I'm in it for dunking on the national that's media. Right. And the only way that, that continues is that the Saints remain relevant in the national media. I worry that with Breeze gone and with Sean gone that that's going to decline and so whatever irritates people, trade up twice, trade <laughs> down, get something whatever it is that keeps the Saints name in the national well, media so, well, so that we can continue to make them look like fools is what I want.
1: Well, I think then then you got to then if if you want that if you want if you want absolute revel- relevancy, you want you want you want Russell Wilson or You just want, like, a mega splash the first day where, like, the Saints, they go uh Allen Robinson. I don't
0: even think it needs to be that. It just needs to be – I don't even think names, players. Like, I don't – it doesn't need to be any of that. It just needs to be reckless behavior (laughs) with the cap. Like, ghost (laughs) years, extended guys, like, just push – so much cap money into the future that your ESPN experts are like, "Oh, you can't do that." Yeah, they, I'm here like for it. I'm I'm here that's, for Vicodin. I'm
1: worked. here for Vicodin that's level. We. Mickey Loomis is really. We need. You know what they? You know what I want them to do? And thanks, Angry Ocho. For that. You know what I want them to do, Andrew? I want. I want the Nick Fairly special, not his extension that ended up <laughs> badly. I want the voidable year inside the voidable year inside the easter egg so they can add dudes that's what i want
0: you want the well i, I guess i was about to say russian dolls but maybe that's, that's not, bad no, Maybe it's, yeah it's not topical
1: it's not good but like that's what i want i want the, i want the nest i want the nesting doll i want the, the voidable year inside the voidable year inside a mystery like that's that's what i want i want wreck. that's we want recklessness out the gate and here's the thing like, selfishly, I, I, I want it because it's great for the show. It gets people super excited. It makes the offseason fun. But that's why I love it. Like, even if I wasn't doing this podcast, like, I want to be going into July. And how awesome would it be if we go into July and we're like, they, added, they, they, they kept Winston. They added a receiver. They added two tight ends. They signed this guard for four million that's gonna that's gonna push Ruiz. They kept Marcus Williams, they kept Taron Armstead. Like, get that'll get us freaking excited. I don't want it to be, oh, they they kept Bridgewater and they kept Armstead, but Marcus Williams left, and they signed a bunch of injured old dudes. And maybe one of them will work out at receiver and catch 45 balls, and maybe it'll work out. You know, like I wanna be pumped about Saints football and Screw the future. I don't know what's going to happen in 2024, 2025. The world's on fire, man. Spend that money now. Spend that gambling money. Spend that TV money, Gail. Spend it now. You can't take it with you. Make our free agent dreams come true. So, everybody, thanks for joining us. We appreciate everybody in Twitter spaces. But please become a patron it's the best thing you can do you can support what we're doing as for as little as seven dollars a month if you do ten dollars you get the booze bundle you get uh mardi gras cups you get a saint's player card you get access to our discord channel you get ad free shows it's amazing you should do it so everybody thanks for joining us and we will see you again tomorrow Today's episode of Saints Happy Hour is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, open Instagram, and type in at sports drink, spelled sports drink without the vowels. That's S-P-R-T-S- D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out.
6: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is...